BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Happy Friday, Freckled Foodie family. Today, we are joined by a much-requested guest, Kate Norcalunas. She is awesome. I found her on TikTok during the pandemic. She was originally Kate from TikTok. Now she's just fucking, like, just Kate. I don't know how you get that handle. I mean, we talk about it, but like absurd. Um, We talk about the growth of her TikTok, how it all started, where it's potentially going, the big daddy bites and mukbang videos she is posting. And then also we honestly get into some body image stuff. I do want to put a trigger warning in for eating disorder as Kate talks about her experience there and just a bunch of other topics. Um, I know that there are a lot of big daddies in the Freckled Foodie community. And this was a much requested one. And I'm so grateful to have met Kate through the internet and to now have her as a friend. So without further ado, let's send it over to our big daddy, Kate. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. I did ask how to pronounce your last name and I will use that for the intro. But for now, we're just going to go with Kate. (laughs) Just Kate. You know, it's just like TikTok, just Kate. Literally, when you got that name change, I remember I messaged you. I was like, who are you, fucking Madonna? Are you kidding? I mean, honestly, because I, they, they messaged me and they're like, oh, like, do you want to get verified or whatever? And I was like, obviously, but I couldn't have Kate from TikTok in the, like, in my verified name because it has TikTok in it. So they gave me Kate and I was like, I mean, yeah, if you want to give it to me, I'm like more than happy, but there are other Kates in the world that are way bigger than I am, you know? Well, it's so great because it's not like the most, not that Kate isn't a unique name, but like, it's a very common name. I think there's so many Kates out there. It'd be one thing if your name was literally Madonna. For you to have just Kate, it's like my friends, Sammy and Aileen, who have the podcast Diet Starts Tomorrow, their Instagram handles are just Sammy and Aileen. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? That's insane. That's insane. People think that I started on Musical.ly like years ago. Meanwhile, I literally just got my TikTok last year. So like, no, whenever when someone's they're like, who did you kill for that username? I'm like, Kate, obviously, like if I'm going to kill someone, it's going to be Kate. I murdered all the Kates. Yeah. Um, well, you're fucking big time now. The fact that you started last year. It, this is also one of the topics I want to get into. So to kick things off, how would you define success? Okay, so. I think growing up, we define success, and this is how I did too, just like how much money you make, you know, or how much, like what's your salary and like 
but I think now the way that I define success is my happiness and like my levels of happiness and, and what work brings me joy. And like what, you know what I'm saying? I think that that's how I would define my success at this point. Like what I do for social media, even though it's not my full-time job makes me so freaking happy. And I think that that shines through and that's why I have been so successful. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I love hosting. I love sharing advice, sharing my life, sharing my story and encouraging others and hopefully bringing people happiness and joy the way that they message me that I do. And I just want to continue doing that. And that's how I would define my success now. It's not about how much money I have made or how much money I could possibly make. It's about my level of happiness doing the things that I love. 110%. And I think it does shine through. And I think it is one of the reasons why you've been so successful in the app and will continue to be so successful in the app. And for anyone who's listening, I also don't know this answer. What do you do in the corporate world? What is your full-time job? So I don't really tell people. I mean, it's not- Can we get an industry? Yeah, it's fashion. It's fashion. Um, Now, like the way that I look, would you assume that? Probably not because I don't really care that much, but it's fashion. And like people ask me that all the time, but I just try to keep those so separate because they're, they're not the same thing, you know? And if they want, if you wanted to look it up, you could easily look it up on LinkedIn where I work and like what I do and like, whatever. I just prefer not to say it because they're so separate and they're not correlated with each other at all, you know, correlated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correlated. No, it's the right yeah. word. Yeah. So I was, I, yeah. When I had first started my account, I was still in the corporate world and I was the same way. I think like I mentioned where I worked, but I never, it was different because my platform was never my face. Like that was my thing that I kept separate. It was yeah. just food. Yeah. Yeah. So my account was only food. You would have had no idea what I looked like. I never talked to the camera. I never showed myself. It was just like, here are recipes, here are meal plans, all this stuff. Okay. So like when I followed you, you were, it was your face. It oh, was yeah, your yeah. Because you. When was this? Three when years you- ago. I- okay. Okay. So I quit my job three years ago and then everything changed. We're actually approaching the three-year anniversary of my last day. So then everything changed because then it was like me and I was sharing and I opened up about everything. And that's when I started to like love my platform even more. And that's when I grew. I left my job with, I think, like maybe 5,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, wow. Um, But I'm curious. So for anyone who's listening who doesn't know who you are, you were originally Kate from TikTok on TikTok. Now you're just fucking Kate. I actually, when I first started, I was like, when I first got the thing, my, the app, first of all, I told people I would never get TikTok. I was like, I will never get TikTok. This is like, it's a little kid's app. Absolutely not. Then I was just like, what is this app? I didn't understand it. I downloaded the app. My friends and I were just cracking up at videos. I'm like, okay, I'll just download it to watch the videos. And then I started posting and it was nothing about food. It was nothing about anything. It was just trying to be like Charlie D'Amelio or Addison, right? Like I was trying to dance when I literally never danced in my entire life. Wait, also for reference, how old are you? I'm 27. Okay. Yeah. I'm 27. Um, and so I started posting like dancing videos. They didn't do well. I was just like, but I, but I told everyone and I put it on the universe. I was like, I'm going to be TikTok famous. Now, do I think having 
970,000 followers is TikTok famous? No. It I is. Are you fucking kidding? I don't, I call, I think famous on TikTok is like the Charlie D'Amelio status. Oh, like, no, no, no. They are like, okay, yeah, they're TikTok famous, but they're like a different realm. Like, yeah. Do, I mean, personally, I would not want that at all. No, no. So I'm like, I think you're in that sweet spot. I'm in a, I'm in a good, I'm in a good spot. Like I, I love walking out of my apartment and meeting my, uh, my like fellow big daddies and having people stop me. And like, I love that. Um, I, it's been such a fun ride, but like I said, going back to how I started, it was Kate Norcalunas eight was my name on TikTok. And then I didn't want anyone to find me. So I changed it to Kate from TikTok. And I had Kate from TikTok for about, I think it was like 600,000 followers and then got the name changed to Kate. So when did you start? Cause you're kind of like, quote unquote, mukbang. Is that what we call them? Kind of. Yeah. Like sub my, like in my bio subpar mukbangs, like it's not a real mukbang <laughs> because I'm literally eating one meal or one dish or like one snack at a time where like a mukbang is a whole feast, you know? Um, I started mukbanging last year around this time. Like probably I can't, I don't know what the actual date is, but it was around like the eighth to the 17th of April. Cause I got Taco Bell and I was like, I'm just going to, and it was this, like the beginning of quarantine. I was like, I'm just going to tape myself filming, like eating Taco Bell. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm wearing a Taco Bell shirt now too, <laughs> which is convenient. But, um, and it went viral. Like it got 75,000 likes in the first day. And I was like, what is this? And then I told my friends, I was like, I think this is a fluke. Like this isn't real. So then I just kept posting over the summer and that first like 10,000 actually took a while to get. And then it just took off. And then Christmas hit where I was doing the Christmas duets and now I'm just posting whatever, you know? Well, so this is why I think the app is so fascinating. And I have a very love-hate relationship with TikTok, which I've talked about in a few other episodes on this show. Um, I think it's a consumer. It's I love it as a consumer, like so much more than Instagram. It's as a consumer, so much better. As a creator, I like Instagram more personally because I feel no pressure on Instagram. I just am doing whatever the fuck I want. I've created this community. The DMs, the comments are manageable. It's amazing. Right. With TikTok, I feel so paralyzed and I would actually love your advice because for me, I started it similar to you. I was like, I'm never fucking getting on this app. I'm 29. My little sister was like, you will be embarrassing if you started TikTok. And I started one and my first few videos are like me joking, trying to learn the renegade in the first week of March, like with my young cousin. And Then I posted this one video of my mom who is on my Instagram all the time. And I was sharing Instagram stories of her being ridiculous, doing this like joke on joke executive assistant stint. I posted on TikTok and it blew up. And then I did a few more and it blew up and it blew up and it blew up. And so my TikTok community came not from my Instagram community, but from these odd videos of my mom. Right. And Overnight, all of a sudden, I had 70,000 followers. Now, here is why I hate this app. I had 70,000 followers, I literally think a year ago, and I have not grown because I don't, and it's on me, but it's like this weird, and I'm curious if you feel this way, you still do a lot of food videos, but 
it's almost like I'm not going to be posting all these videos of my mom. I don't live with her. That's not what my platform is. Right. But it's like finding a new community is so hard and changing the channel. So hard. It's so hard. Once you are in that niche, you have to be in that niche and you are not, you're not budging. I am the Christmas girl. I am the food girl. And that is it. Like, that's it. And will I ever budge? Probably not because that's just the way it is. You know, I, I, I have formed this community on TikTok. I've got like probably majority of people that follow me on TikTok are foodies. And then the other, like, I would say 40% are because of Christmas and my Christmas videos. And they're all like, where are the Christmas videos? And I'm like, here's the thing. I'm all about Christmas all year long, but like, when we get to July, the back end of the year, then I'll start doing the Christmas videos again, you know, but it's hard. It's hard moving. And then there was something weird in the algorithm too, because I haven't really budged. I was, I felt like I was on the fast track to hitting a million last year and it was getting so in my head because it was so new to me too. And now I'm just like, so relaxed. I'm like, I don't, the numbers, obviously each number is a person. And that means the world to me that I have over 970,000 followers on TikTok and, and over, I have 42,000 on Instagram, which is amazing. But like, I don't worry about the numbers as much because when you start worrying about those things, it just consumes you. It consumes you. It is. And it's makes you so anxious. And it's, it's so, it's like the worst feeling ever. You feel like you have to put out content because you want to please all these people. I, felt this way back in January when I wasn't hitting the numbers I wanted to hit when I had set up goals for myself. And now I'm just so relaxed and I'm just posting the things that I want to post. I'm not worrying about any of these things. I'm posting for me when, when it's convenient for me to post, you know what I'm saying? Because I was also like people, I talk openly about my eating disorder and what I, and how I've been recovering and what I do for it. And, and, um, I was gaining weight because all these people wanted me to eat all this fast food, which was fine because I was nourishing my body. It was like, it was fun, but it also gets to a point where like it gets in my head mentally too. I'm like, Oh my God, I just gained 10 pounds. And now look at, look at me now. And as like someone who went through an eating disorder two, three years ago, it's, it's not good. You know, it's very mentally draining and, um, I've, it's been a process that I've been trying to deal with myself and I tell, and I try to be super open and honest with everyone about this stuff because I have nothing to hide, you know, like I would rather be so many people, other people are going through what I'm going through as well. So it's just, it's really, I would say that my platform is a super safe community. Like there's just, you know, I feel like it's really supportive. I totally agree as a part of your community and a consumer of your content. And that's also something I wanted to get into because I know you've openly discussed your history with an eating disorder and I never had an eating disorder, but I definitely had, I had disordered eating as part of my journey. And it's very interesting to go through it in somewhat of a public way. Not that you're in the like the deep trenches of recovery, but I do think it's an ever going thing. And in such a public manner that you also kind of, not that you fell into it, you know, you started a TikTok for like, you started it and you said you wanted to create a community. 
but it's happened fast. And that's a fast adjustment. And I can't even imagine because for me, it's been a way longer period and a smaller number. So to have that large of a community in that short of a time, I think would be hard to deal with certain things so publicly. And I respect and admire you so much for sharing your journey because what my platform is all about is like, we're all going through something. No one is alone. So many people can relate. Why are we creating these false realities of perfection when like most of us aren't living in that world? And I'm curious how you've dealt with, you know, body image stuff because from, you know, I've gained Obviously, I'm not talking about pregnancy, but before that, when I was gaining weight and I was getting to a place where I was actually happy, there were still days where it's like, oh my God, and the number creeps in. But I can tell as a consumer of your content that you seem so happy and it's almost like you found this new love and confidence for your body, which is so hard to have ever imagined I'm sure the years prior when you're like, oh, but if I had gained this weight, I'd be destroyed. Right. I mean, you like you hit it right on the head. Um, I think as I grow and more people come into this community, it makes me feel better in my skin because especially Mm -hmm. like I get confidence and I, and my confidence comes from like the place where I have been. And I also just think this past year with the pandemic, life is too short to give a fuck. Can I curse on here? Oh God. Fuck. Yes. Okay. Life is too short to give a fuck about if jeans don't fit you. If jeans don't fit you, get another pair of jeans. You know, the least interesting thing about you, your jean size. Yeah, exactly. Or just like, if someone, if someone feels a certain way about you, what I say, if someone comments, first of all, I love when people comment on my like hate things, because guess what? You're helping my algorithm. Thank you very much. Keep them coming. I don't delete anything when at the beginning I definitely deleted and blocked and I will only, I will only delete and block if it's not about me. Like if, if my friends are in it and they're saying something mean about like my siblings or my friends or like whatever done block goodbye. Don't need it. Me. Uh, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Honestly, like I I'm 27 years old. I feel like I have gone through shit in my life to get to this place and I'm going to live my best life. And I'm not going to worry about what anyone else thinks of me. If someone, if someone has something to say, go ahead and say it, it's not going to hurt my feelings. You know, like I'm just, I think that, I think that if, this was me gaining weight, which I, which I know about like just my prior like history with everything. I'm my weight fluctuates yearly, like 10 pounds, 20 pounds yearly. Like it does just the way that I've, that I've always been now, five years ago, I was binging and, and doing all these things that were really terrible for my body. And I wasn't thinking about that. I didn't think anything was wrong with me because I was in school. My parents were going through a divorce. My dad was cheating on my mom. And like, just, it felt like I was getting all of this weight put on me. And with school, it was hard. I was staying up late. I was just eating. And then I was throwing up and it was just, I I honestly didn't think anything was wrong with me because I just, that was the way I coped, you know, with everything Mm -hmm. going on. And I think having that recovery time when I moved to Hoboken after school and starting work, realizing that I could be like a person, like a real person in the real world, having a job, eating regularly, not feeling like I need to eat everything and then feeling guilty about it, you know, 
there wasn't, there wasn't really times to throw up like during work hours or anything. I, I, you know, I just, I couldn't do it. And the recovery started slowly. I've never gone to therapy. I want to go to therapy so bad because I feel like I have like so much to unload from like all of the best. I want to go so bad. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like since I recovered, I had like I ha- I'm not recovered fully. I still have extremely bad days sometimes. And I try to put present those on TikTok or on Instagram when I do, when I am having those bad days where I'm thinking about throwing up, you know, because I'm a human and I want to show these people that social media is fake and it's not real. And everyone goes through this stuff. I mean, if you're going through that, but like people, like there are people that are doing, going through the same things as you, because I think that we go on social media so much and we think, oh, these people have nothing going on or nothing's wrong with them, you know? And like, I never want to, I never want people to think that I'm like perfect in any way, shape or form. Um, So that recovery that I was going through that first three years that I was living in Hoboken, I think that that kind of put me up to where I was when I did start my TikTok so that it wasn't so every, like all these comments were flying at me or just like, even like enjoying my food and gaining weight. Because even I remember the first, one of the first videos I made, I said, I'm going to go work out so that I can have this cookie later. And someone's like, that's not right. And I was like, I thought about it. And I was like, you know what you you're right. That isn't right. Like I should have that cookie because I want to have that cookie. And that's where I'm like, these people are teaching me something as well. Like I'm learning, I'm growing. And it is just amazing. It just feels so safe, you know? And I think there, I have so many things to unpack there because like you, it's really interesting for me to reflect on early content, especially from three years ago or four years ago. I'm like, oh my God, I was trying to act like I had all my shit together and I was just a fucking wreck. And I definitely had orthorexic behaviors and thoughts and there was just so much going on behind the scenes. And honestly, that's why I share so much of my specific mental health struggles now, especially in this past year. And especially when it comes to pregnancy, because, you know, pregnancy for me has been this whole thing where I'm like, why does everyone seem to love this on the internet? Like, why is everyone all, I'm a super woman and I'm amazing and I'm glowing and this is incredible. Like, what are we living two different worlds? Like, yeah, some of us are, but a lot of us, are not enjoying the process. And so like, why not share that? Because I felt lonely I as fuck. How you are with that. Cause I think that people need to see that, you know, and I, I said this before we started recording, but like you, I'm not looking to get pregnant for like another five, 10 years, but like you are making it less scary for me. You know, like, like when you're saying I'm not loving this right now, totally. Like I, you know, it's like, okay, you don't have, cause, because people in the past have said, I love every bit of my pregnancy. It's so great. I, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So you're just making it look, you're just making it real for people. Well, thank you so much. But I also think that similarly, when it comes to our emotional and physical journeys prior to starting platforms and when it comes to hate comments. So for me, I felt the same way on TikTok. The comments, I'm not going to lie, did stress me out because some videos can go viral and you're like, wait, I don't feel safe. Like what, who are these people? And I felt wildly uncomfortable because the videos that went viral for me were very much like, 
not that this was the intention, but it's like, look at this gorgeous home I live in. Well, it's my parents. It's not mine. And like my fabulous diva mom. And it just, it does scream privilege. And it's something that I internally struggle with to begin with. So then to be getting all these comments like about my mom or like, oh, like the the constant TikTok comment. Oh, so you rich, rich, like those types of things that made me wildly uncomfortable. But like, if you have a comment about me or my body, whatever, like, I don't fucking care. That's not going to affect me. It's the comments that affect me are when sometimes, and it's, it's one in a, in a million, but like when they really hit, it's almost like they follow me and they know exactly what my triggers are. And they're like, I'm just going to weasel my way in and say exactly what I know you're vulnerable about. Sometimes I think the comments that like the ones that like really stab my heart are people I know and they're just like making fake accounts. I have this like whole like thing in my head where I'm like, it's that girl from high school who did oh, same. me and she's now creating a fake account just to like try to get at me, you know? Yeah. For me lately, honestly, I had, and I talked about this on my Instagram, like there was one, two podcasters, like people who make fake accounts on an iTunes to leave a podcast review, like attacking me in such a public manner. I'm like, don't you have something better to do with your time? That like fan behavior, it's fan behavior. It's, it's like, so like, I love the thing is like, you have to think it's so funny though. It's just like, you're going so out of your way for that. Like when people, when people like this one girl, and this is like not funny because I'm just like the fact that this happens, it, it happens to me. Okay. I can take it. Like I can, it's whatever. But the fact that comments like this are coming from this person to another, like other people, they're probably, if they're commenting to me, they must be commenting to other people like that. Someone told me to kill myself. And it's like, you came over from TikTok, you cross platforms to go to Instagram, just to comment, just to DM me, which is like three extra steps. Be more of a fan. Please just tell me you love me. Tell me you're in love with me. Like, it's like, fine. No. And that's what blows my mind. It's the process in these people, like the effort I will never understand, but it does. Yes. I can take majority of them. There are some that sting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But it does scare me of like, okay, but what is the emotional stability of someone else they're going after? That terrifies me. But I think, yeah, but I think what you said is like the work that you put in before this is so important for you to be able to now feel so comfortable and confident on the platform. And I say that when it comes to pregnancy, like I'm so glad that I did so much internal work mentally physically found this new relationship with my body really deep into my relationship with food and made it more positive. And because if I hadn't pregnancy would have been 10 times harder. And I think it's the ultimate test of body image and food relationships. And I'm just so grateful that I had done that work prior to getting pregnant. Yeah, totally. Totally. So where do you envision Kate on TikTok or Instagram or wherever going. Cause I know you're not doing this full time and I'm not even insinuating that you have to at all, but I'm like, where do you want this to keep going? Um, like way down the road, I want to be girl Fieri. I want to be the girl Fieri. Do you know what I'm saying? I just want to like travel the world, eat good food. Um, 
and just continue making people laugh and smile and just like feeling good about themselves, you know? Um, and I hope that I'm doing that. That's just like what I'm hoping for. But as far as like next week or whatever, I'm just having a good time with it. You know, I'm just having a blast. I, I'm trying to grow my Instagram because I think that that's like so much fun over there. Like, in, like, like you said, kind of Instagram's like so fun. I post a ton on TikTok, but like my Instagram stories, I love posting Instagram stories because you can just, it's so easy, you know, and you can really connect with people. So easy. That's my issue with TikTok. It takes so much time. I mean, the thing is with my TikTok, I just like, I, it's kind of similar sometimes where I'm just like, I'm on there. And like, even like this morning I stitched a video from like Blake Gray or whatever his name was. And it took four seconds to do, you know? And then I just was like eating food. And my thing is my thing, my content is so easy to do because all I'm doing is setting up my camera, like my phone, and I'm just taping myself eating. So it's just simple. But I tell people this, like, if you want day-to-day things or like, if you want where I got my sunglasses from or like my hair ties from or something, you know, just head over to my Instagram because I'm constantly posting on my story. Um, And it's just so fun. So I don't know. I'm just trying to grow my platforms and just getting as many big daddies as possible. (laughs) And you don't need to have a plan. Like I hate when people ask me, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, bitch, I don't know what I'm doing fucking tomorrow. Yeah. I don't really have a plan. I mean, I would like, I hope no one from work's listening to this. I quit my job eventually. Well, that's fair to say. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like companies should want you to grow in the way that you want to grow, you know? Um, and so eventually maybe hopefully I can continue my business and do this full time, which would be amazing. Um, but we'll see. Start a TV travel dining show. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Girl Fieri. Like I would love that. Incredible. Yeah. We got to somehow get you to meet Guy Fieri. I just need to, I need, I was, I asked someone the other day, I'm like, does anyone know anyone from the food network? Like I need to like, help me out. I don't thing is I don't have a background in food. I just love it. So. I mean, neither. Honestly, that's something that was hard in the beginning is because people were like, when I was making recipes, they're like, well, what about this? What about this? And what's nutrition? And I'm like, well, hold the fucking phone. I did not study this. Like I'm not a dietitian. I didn't go to um, culinary school. I just love food. And I've like found comfort and confidence in the kitchen confidence. And like, I want to instill that in you, but don't come from, don't come to me asking about calories or like the proper cutting style. Cause I'm not your girl. Yeah. No, no. no, (laughs) Like I don't count calories over here. I'm just, I'm just eating, enjoying and living. So we love to see it. So obviously we know you're a foodie. My favorite way to get to know anyone and our closing question is what would be the three ways to your heart through food? Okay. So the first way is dinners at my grandma's house. Can that be an answer? Is that fine? Oh my God. It can be whatever the hell you want. Okay. So dinners at Graham's house because she always prepares like this whole feast. She's Italian, you know, like wants everyone to eat, tells everyone to keep eating. Um, I associate food and like something is stuck in my head. I don't know where this information came from. This could be totally false, but like, it's something I believe in food tastes better when you're around better people, when you're around like, totally, you know? So whenever I'm at my grams, it's always like 10 to 15 people because all my uncles and aunts like live down here or like a, like a lot of my family lives down here. 
and um, just good food, good drinks, good company. And then another way to my- Wait, can I ask what are some of the things that are being cooked at this dinner? Okay. So she always makes chicken cutlets, always meatballs, you know, pasta, a good salad on the side, some good red wine, just- just really good comfort food, good companies, a cheese board to start off that we don't really need, you know, just, it's just a good time and lots of laughs. Um, and that's why, that's why I love about coming home, especially because she makes amazing foods. She's 80 years old and she's still cooking in the kitchen and doesn't want anyone to help her. I'm like, Graham, like, let me help. Like, let me, let me learn. Let me do something. She's like, no, just go sit down. You're in my kitchen. I'm like, okay. Sounds amazing as a guest. Yeah. It's great. Um, a second way, I mean, I like everyone knows I love Chipotle. So you just say the words, let's go to Chipotle. And I'm, I'm freaking down, you know, like that's a way to my heart. Um, wait, I have two things. What is your order? And would it kill you to know? You don't, I have I have not had Chipotle since I moved to New York city. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you this. It's fine that you have not had Chipotle since you moved to New York City because the Chipotles in New York City absolutely suck. Like, I love Chipotle, but it's something about them being made in like a little town. Not that Naples is not a little town, so I don't really know what I'm saying. It's like a little town, but like the home, my home Chipotle in Naples makes it with such like love and care. And I just know it's going to be delicious. Where like it's just not the same in New York City. Hoboken's okay. I would say. Hoboken's okay. Everyone always says when they see my videos, they're like, your Chipotle looks way better than mine has ever looked. And I'm like, I don't really know how, I don't know why, but it's like the Hoboken one's all right. My order is normally, normally, cause I have like a new order now. It's a bowl with white rice, black beans, chicken, um, the mild salsa, corn, sour cream, cheese, and lettuce with chips on the side. So you can dip. Of course. And then my new order, because I'm just absolutely obsessed with this, and this is not an ad. I'm actually, I did do an ad for them the other day, but this is not an ad. I really do love it. It's the quesadilla with the hot salsa, the sour cream, and the guac on the side. And you make like the quesadilla dragon, like whatever the dragon sauce, which is unreal. I don't know why I never got that before, but it's so good. And it's just a chicken and cheese quesadilla. My little sister got the quesadilla recently and she was also raving about it. So I can second that it's supposedly amazing. I also, I did used to go to Chipotle all the freaking time in college because I loved that Chipotle. It was this huge one at the Lehigh Valley Mall and it was like a 20 minute drive. So we'd like make a thing out of it. But in New York, I'm just like, eh. I'm not into it. Something about the Chipotle's being in a mall too. Like, like just mall food tastes better. It does. (laughs) Mall food. Yes. You do have to try the, the quesadilla though. Like it's, it, it blew my mind. I was like, why didn't I never, like, I mean, I know it was just recently put on their menu for the, for the app, but like, I never, it was never a thing to like get that, you know? Yeah. Because I, also I will try that the burritos don't taste as good, but it's the same ingredients. <laughs> but I don't think you're alone in that. I feel like not that many people actually get the burrito from Chipotle. No, it's, it does not taste as good, but it's, I will literally get the same thing that I do in my bowl and it just doesn't taste as good. I feel you. Yeah. And then what's number three? Oh, number three. I mean, I guess I have to say Mr. Wraps, my wrap that's named after me. Like my Buffalo chicken wrap is just so good. I like, I love it. Is it just buff? Not just, I don't mean to offend you. 
<laughs> it's just buffalo chicken. Like there's nothing else in there. Like let oh it, nothing. No, there's so... I, so my boyfriend moved to Hoboken a year after me and I was like, I'm never going to Mr. Apps. Like, because it just, it looks like a little hole in the wall. It's just a little hole in the wall. Like I never thought, I mean, and those are obviously the best places to go, but like, it was just never a thought and he got it. And then he was like, oh my God, Kate, you have to try this. So I give credit to Connor because I would have this, my whole journey on TikTok would not have existed without him because it started with like, it really, I mean, it started with Taco Bell, but it also really started with Mr. Apps. Um, I didn't like the way that it tasted because it has lettuce and tomatoes in it and it gets soggy. It gets soggy. So I was like, I'm not into that. So I scratched the lettuce and tomato. It's literally Buffalo chicken with hot sauce and ranch and then wrapped and I get it pressed. And that's the number 14 Kate. And I wanted him to do number 13 because number 13 is my number, but he couldn't. Okay. I will travel to Hoboken one day. I'm not far. Yeah. I'm in the West Village. Let's do a mukbang. I will do a mukbang for you. I I will do that. I would would love that. I really want to do a meet and greet at Mr. Apps when when COVID's over. I would love to see. How many people can fit there? You just said it was a hole in the wall. It's a hole in the wall. It's just around the corner. But I would love to like try to get like the city of Hoboken to like give me like a like a what is it called a ordinance or permit or something yeah permit to do a meet and greet there I went there one day and I was doing I was doing a photo shoot for my Christmas merch and these two girls came running up to me and then they called like 15 of their friends to like come to to the Mr. Raps and I was like bombarded I'm like thinking in my head I'm like COVID 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 but like there was just like want to take pictures I'm like guys like come on but it was so it was just so fun well honestly that's the best part of any of this and it's so incredible for you to about to experience even more without COVID because I hosted events right before COVID and I ended up doing them and like I did a a decent amount in New York, but then I actually traveled and I did one in Philly and DC and Boston and Chicago. And it's so incredible to meet the community that like has supported you throughout this entire journey and are the reason that you create content. And it's why, I I mean, in the West Village, I see people all the time and it makes my, like, there's nothing that makes me more happy or excited than when someone comes up and says that they're part of the Freckles Foodie family. So crazy. And Joe is like mind blown ever since we've come back to New York. It's been happening a lot in the West Village. And he's just like, this is wild. And he gets more excited than me the other night. He was like tipsy. And this girl approached our table and he was like, oh, like he starts screaming and like jumping. Like, dude. Connor's the opposite. Connor's like, don't. He's like, he's like very behind the scenes. He's like, and everyone wants the Connor content. And I'm like, guys, I can't, I can't shoot Connor. Like I can't like do these things if he doesn't want, like, it's just, it's welcome to my life. I have to be respectful, you know, like I, like, and everyone's like, we want Connor. I'm like, guys, like Connor doesn't want any part of this. He's very supportive, but he literally wants no part of it. I mean, Joe is the most supportive person in the world, but he's also very private and wants nothing to do with the camera. And I respect that. Honestly, I think I'd be a little weirded out if he was like, put me on, put me on. Um, so I'd rather have it this way, yeah. but he's so funny in the sense of if I pull out the camera and he's doing anything like the other day, we were folding our, the new baby's clothing and someone was like, what are you most excited for? And I was like, Joe, hold up. Or like, what team? Story? I saw this. Yeah. Like what team are they going to be rooting for? I'm like, Joe, hold up the Eagles jersey that we have, the onesie and the socks. And I flipped the camera. He's like, are you filming me? Are you, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, your face, literally, it's the onesie. Not in it. Yeah. And he's panicking, yeah. but he is very like when he meets people because in he's 
like he loves people. He just doesn't want to be on the camera. So when, when Freckle Foodie family members come and say hi, he is very, it's just funny for him because people will be like, oh, hi, Joe. And he's like, how do these people know who I am? This is so weird. Connor's not, Connor's only comfortable with the people that he's closest with. So like a lot of people don't see the Connor that I see, which is just like hilarious and funny. And he's just very, we are opposites. I am like, in your face one I just I could talk to a brick wall I'm just like happy to be here and Connor is like deer in headlights like doesn't want to be here and then he'll say something after or he's the one that makes like the funny comments like under his breath and like only a couple people hear him so when people do come up to us in Hoboken and and, like say hi he'll like say he won't say anything then but he will walk away he's like nice like way to go I'm like you couldn't have said something like then I don't know Joe is also, I say very layered. I don't think everyone gets to see all of him, but he yeah. is also, it's been very interesting. Honestly, I've noticed this during COVID. I would say I'm a very social person, but I really avoid um, small talk with people who are acquaintances. So if they're someone in my close circle, like I am all in. I talk to them all day. Like, I won't shut up. And yeah. same with kind of strangers and the Freckle Foodie community. But if it's people who, like, I knew, but, like, I don't really know. Like, those are the people I will go straight up across the street and, like, duck my head. I'm like, nope. And Joe is like, well, you are so antisocial. I mean, I honestly, like, now that you say that, it's very similar to me. Like, if I see someone I know... Like, especially when I'm like in Naples, when I'm home, I'm like, I don't want to see anyone. Like, I don't want, I don't want to see. Oh my God. I will. And you know what? I jinxed myself the other day. I'm talking. I'm like, I have not seen anyone in years coming home. Like I never see anyone. I literally run into this kid that I went to high school with and I'm like, oh my God, which he's, he was really nice, but he's like, I see that you're like big on TikTok. I'm like, let's state the obvious. (laughs) Like, I'm like. No, that is just an awkward conversation. I hate the small talk. Yeah. I mean, I would just, I would rather, cause then it's like, how do I'm always thinking when I see someone, I'm like, how am I going to get out of this conversation? Like, how am I going to like, how am I like, if I see someone I know, like, like someone that I don't know, but really like, you know, it's just like a weird, you maybe knew them in, in high school or college or whatever. I'm always thinking ahead. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do what to get out of this conversation right now, you know? It's the pleasantries that are just not for me. The like, hey, how are you doing? What's new? So where are you living? Like, let's just wave and keep- If I saw anyone that, like anyone that was like a fan, I want to have a full-blown conversation with them. I encourage that. There was some, there was someone that I was flying to Naples the other morning, like a week ago, and they- this guy comes up to me and him and his wife were together and he goes, Oh my God, can I get a selfie with you? And I was like, it was, it was literally 6am. And I'm like, you want a selfie with me? He goes, yeah, you're Kate from TikTok." And I'm like, I'm like, are you sure you want a selfie with me? I just, sometimes it just doesn't process that. Like people want to take pictures of people. I'm like, I'm just so, I feel so normal. Do you know what I'm saying? There's nothing that really has changed that much. But like you said, I think that I'll see it more this summer when we're out because I've been, uh, like I've just been hibernating all winter. Yes. And honestly, it's one of the, it's just the best to meet these people who are the reason that you're doing these things and who are supporting you and who you connect with. And I love the Freckled Foodie family. I would love to have a male at one, any point that has not happened to me. It's all females. Yeah. Um, 
I think my like 6% male that follow me are all of Joe's friends who just like to keep up on my content so they can make fun of Joe if he's ever in it. Yeah. But either way, um, for anyone have, who's listening, similar, we have similar analytics because I think I have like 8% men. Like it's not, oh, it's so small, it's so small. And the more pregnant I get, the less it is. Let me tell you, the more I'm talking about like stretch marks and big nipples and like vagina pain, the men are exiting the room. They're gone. They're gone. You could say anything right now about men and they would have no idea what's going on. Oh, listening to the podcast. Are you kidding me? I'm pretty sure it's just Joe, my dad. Um, for anyone, (laughs) for anyone who's listening and wants more of you, where is the best place to follow you? So on Instagram, it's Kate Norcalunas. And then on TikTok, it's just Kate and everything's linked. So you can easily access everything. You can easily cross over. I will put that in the show notes because if you're like me and she just said her last name and you have no idea how to spell it, don't worry. My mom used to teach us when we were little because it's so long. You you sing it to the Mickey Mouse song. So it's N-O-R-K-E-L-I-U-N-A-S. Oh, that's actually very smart of her. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, she's a she's a teacher. So okay. she it's the teacher embedded in her. She had to, she had to give it some way to like like stick into our heads. Meanwhile, I'm dyslexic. So like the fact that I even know how to spell Norcalunis is like crazy to me. I'm like, wow, go me. You know, well, clearly I don't because I emailed the wrong account first to schedule this. And you're like, bitch, I haven't gotten your email. So I get so nervous. I'm like, I need to change my, I need to change my email because that's happened more like, and that's why I said something to you. Cause I'm like, this has happened to me before where like, I didn't receive anything. And I'm like, I just want to make sure that this got sent to the right email. <laughs> you shouldn't change your email. People should learn how to correctly spell to be honest. Um, well, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much for being on here. This was so fun. I have loved following you over the past year and I'm excited for all the mukbangs to come and for us to hopefully do one together. My God, I would love that. And I love following your account. You are so funny. So real. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello friends. I'm coming at you from Lucy's apartment because we are in full blown construction mode after you, I mean, you guys know this process has been a long fucking process. It actually started in October, all of these like conversations. And these past few weeks have been a lot, a lot of arguing and phone calls and badgering from my end for our board and our management company to finally approve the plans. And we finally got approval. So there is officially an opening in the wall. I don't know why I find this so funny, but I've gotten this message from multiple people that when I said a three-foot opening, people envisioned three-foot high um, and like me crawling underneath it. That is not the case. It's three-foot wide, but we're in full demo mode. So I've basically been living at Lucy's during the weekday with Chaz. Joe's been going into the office, which is so odd of a change, but we're grateful that they are allowing him to do that. Um, And, you know, we're making our way. I think the construction team is like so nervous about how pregnant I am. Um, They're just like, what if you go early? I'm like, guys, we don't have a plan for that. We'll figure it out as we go. Um, But honestly, I was talking to my therapist and my mom about this. And sorry, I'm using my feet to try and dismantle Kona and Charlie. But I, in a weird way, like... This apartment has been such a focus for me and for Joe that I think we haven't come to the realization that we are giving birth or I'm giving birth in like three weeks. 
and that I'm about to be full term. I guess when this episode comes out in two days, I'll be full term. Um, and I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I almost feel like it's taken my focus of anxiety because it's so like I have to get all this stuff done and it's task oriented that it almost feels like it's like, okay, paint the walls, order the artwork, have the baby, get like, it's literally just like on the list. And I know very well that it's way more important than that. But in an odd way, it's kind of been a nice distraction versus me just like panicking about all of this baby stuff and being like, am I prepared? Am I not prepared? Do I have, you know, like the baby's going to come. We have the diapers. I have the boobs. We have bottles. We can order formula if breastfeeding is not successful. And we have a lot of love. So that's all we can do really. And I, I think if I go full term to 40 weeks, the construction should be done. So we're just all going to have to see. You're riding this journey along with me. Do I recommend doing a construction project when you're nine months pregnant? No. I'm. It's safe to say I do not recommend it, but that's what's happening. Um, I feel like that's kind of all I have, honestly, going on. Just the shit is getting very real, my friends. Very, very real. And I'm very, very excited for May 15th when my maternity leave starts. Hopefully construction will be done. And we will have around a week countdown for this baby. But otherwise, I love you guys. Thank you for the continued support and kind messages and for being my, like, release and escape from all of this over Instagram. I so appreciate it. And I hope you guys loved this episode as much as I did. I love Kate so much. And I'm so grateful that she's now a friend of mine. Um, That's it. Have a wonderful weekend. Love you. You guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. It really means the world to me. It means more to me than you could ever know. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please head over to wherever you consume your podcast and rate and or review the show. It not only helps the show's growth, but it really makes my day when I go through and read all of the reviews. If you aren't already, please follow along over on Instagram at Freckled Foodie for my way too active channel and at ff and friends pod for more information on the podcast i hope you have a wonderful day and i can't wait to give you the next episode